Hello, my friends. I'm Dr. Andy Rourke, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. Guys, this week I am back with uh, my good friend, Dr. Carrie Journey. If you missed her episode uh, about uh, They Say It's Toxins, I Say It's Vestibular uh, from a couple weeks ago, you should go check it out. It's a great episode. This is a great episode that we're about getting into. It's uh, it's one that we always worry about when we go, oh, I'm going to start tinkering with seizure medicines. I don't want to get this wrong. That's what this episode is here for. If you don't know Carrie Journey, you're missing out. She is a veterinary neurologist in the San Francisco Bay Area. She owns Journey Veterinary Neurology. She is the president of Not One More Vet, which is, uh, if you don't know Not One More Vet or NAMVI, as uh, a lot of, of the people in our industry call it, uh, it is it is a uh, global mental health support group and charity for veterinary professionals. She also is a bad A metal artist. There's pictures of her on Facebook, like uh, blowtorching things and bending metal. And she leads a camp at Burning Man. Uh, yeah. If you want to hear more from Carrie Journey, she also runs a podcast called Veterinary Superheroes Podcast with my friend, uh, Dr. Katie Berlin. And they talk about health and wellness. Uh, and it is, it is definitely worth your time to check out. So without further ado, the one and only Dr. Carrie Journey. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. And welcome back, Dr. Carrie Journey. Thanks for coming back. I am excited to be here again, Andy. Thanks for having uh-huh. me. Yeah, I, I loved our last episode so much. Um, the uh, the vestibular dog talk was so good. Let's let's talk about something else. I've got another case that um, that I could use some help with. You ready? Yep, fire away. How do you treat that? Um, I have in exam room one a three year old female spade golden retriever named Bella. Of course, she's it's named like, Bella. Exactly. <laughs> About a 25% chance you mean that. <laughs> right. so, um, Bella is a seizure dog, and mm-hmm. uh, she's been having seizures kind of on and off. Uh, re- they, they, they just started fairly recently um, mm-hmm. since she's three. And um, the veterinarian that she saw put her on Keppra. Okay. And, they, and so mom and dad have been giving Bella Keppra three times a day, uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, TID, 20 mg per keg, which is what's in plums. Mm-hmm. And and mom and dad say that Bella is uh, still having seizures about every other week. And they hate Ooh. it. Like, yeah. like when she has a seizure, their world just ends. And it yeah. scares the hell out of them. And like, it yeah. just it does. Um, I asked, so I was like, hey, um, is this less than what she's been having before? Like, is this yeah. drug helping? Yeah. And they don't know. They, you know, they're, they're like, I, you know, we, I don't know. They're, they're not writing it down. They don't have any sort of a journal, anything like that. Okay. Uh, if, it, if it's helping, it's only a little bit, but you know, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's where they are, but they're, they're kind of, um, they're kind of fired up. They're like, this is expensive and it does it. Do sure. And, yeah. You know. And it's annoying. Yeah. So, yeah, so three times a day is a lot, I think. It, it, yeah. So anyway, I think they would be fine with whatever if it, if the dog was seizure free, that, that's yeah. Annoying. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. So I, I think, you know, couple couple things to unpack there. So probably this is an idiopathic epileptic, right? Like just playing the odds. Yeah, it's sure. a young dog. If we're normal in between seizures, we've had normal blood work and a normal exam, like we can call this a presumptive idiopathic epileptic. Right. Um, 
yeah. So, so, you know, anytime, and this has changed since, since I was in vet school when we were treating dinosaurs, but right now, anytime a dog has more than one seizure every six months, we're actually supposed to start up on medication. And Bella really exceeded that, but that's a lot more, you know, like that's a lot sooner than a lot of vets are used to. So yeah. um, for oh, sure yeah. Bella needs that, to be on meds. To me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, a, a bunch of really smart neurologists call themselves the International Veterinary Epilepsy Task Force. If you really want to nerd out, you can go read their website about all the things they want you to do. But uh, that was one big change. And that's because we think that we're, we're actually losing some dogs because we're not getting control of the seizure soon enough. So they want us to start earlier. So that's okay. a really important point. Good deal. That's, um, that's good to know. And, and, I, and I tell people that, you know, just to give them kind of an idea of where the dog's sitting and the seizure thing. Like, actually, we would be on medication if you were once every six months. So, like, we're at every other week. So, we really got to be, we got to be on this med. Yep. Um, and then, you know, then it's about picking the med. And I think, you know, it's really about matching the medication to the owner and then matching the medication to the dog. Um, yep. and, and kind of finding that sweet spot in between. So, you mentioned Keppra. And, you know, Keppra is one of those medications. A lot of people like it. It doesn't have a lot of side effects. Um, but there are some annoying things about it. Like it's three times a day. Like, I don't know about you, Andy. I could not give a medication three times a day. Not even yeah. if I tried, I'm at work. Like who's right. going to do that? So that's just not practical for a lot of people. Um, now there is an extended release formula that you can get Kepra ER, um, okay. which is twice a day, which is great. Uh, trouble with Kepra ER these days, which hopefully won't be forever. It's really expensive and hard to find. So, you know, if they're already complaining about the cost of regular Keppra, Keppra ER is not a good choice for them. So uh, other quirky thing about ER, uh, sometimes the dogs poop out what look like whole pills. They've, they've taken the active ingredient out and those are called ghost pills, but it really freaks the owners out if they see that expensive medication in the dog's poop. They mm -hmm. do not like that. So you want to warn them in advance because then, then you, you seem like a wizard, right? You've predicted the future. So like absolutely yeah. warn them in advance. That's good. That's good um, advice. Yeah, so if we're going to stick with Keppra, and like some owners really want Keppra because they don't want any side effects. They've been on the internet, they've read that the other medications are poison, mm -hmm. they really like this one, right? If we're going to stick with Keppra, we got to make sure they can do three times a day. And then we got to realize that dose that's in plums is very conservative. So um, I actually dose Keppra, I, I start at 30 to 40 mg per keg three times a day, and I will very happily go to 60 mg per keg uh, three times a day. So um, take that med up. So yeah. <laughs> just you go, don't, you don't, take it, you take don't it right up. You don't see a lot of side effects at that dose? At 40, no, 60 mix no, no. In fact, um, Keppra was tested to a thousand mix per keg in dogs and they saw mild sedation. So the, the, really, honestly, the only way that Keppra is going to hurt a dog is if a box of Keppra falls on a dog. So like, I, honestly, just <laughs> use as much Keppra as you like. I do think you hit a clinical ceiling at 60, 80 mix per keg, but it's not unsafe. So, um, you know, go right ahead. Gotcha. Dose, dose freely, dose freely. Um, and I think, you know, when I'm using seizure medications, a couple of conversations I have. One, I tell owners that seizure medications are like dating. Sometimes we have to go through a few losers to find the one, right? Like the first med we use, <laughs> right. it's yeah. not always the one. You're like, right? Like that first date is not always going to be the man you marry. So this med may not be the right one. And we need to set the expectation of we're going to have to tinker with it because they are a lot less frustrated if they go in expecting that. So we're going right. to do that. Um, we want to be organized. So that means for me, as the doctor, we need to, A, have one doctor be in charge of this because when multiple doctors start playing, too many cooks in the kitchen, disaster, yes. disaster, disaster. Uh, you know, of course, on emergency, whatever, somebody's got to do what they've got to do, but like there needs to be one captain of that ship. Um, and that captain needs to make sure that we've given whatever medication we're on, the old college try before we try a new one. So right. we go to max dose, max side effects. 
we really explore that this medication has been given its best shot before we add something else in. So, right. so your so your advice here is probably going to be if they if they can do the three time a day dosing, mm-hmm. the first step for you is go up in that dose and hold. Go up, hold, yeah. Hold the medication. Don't add something else in. Go up yeah. where you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So go on up, go on up and then max it out before we add something else in. So, and then, or, Ooh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, if they can't do the three time a day dosing or, um, or, or we do go up and and they don't start to see results, Mm -hmm. where do we, where do we go from here? Well, where we go from here? Well, before we jump into that, let me just say their part of organization is they got to start tracking this because we will never know if we're successful if they do not write it down. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really care how they write it down. It can be a notebook. It can be in their email. I don't care. Uh, there is a website called seizuretracker.com, which is free. Now it's for people. So it gets a little funny. The things they ask you to enter, like the birth dates and stuff are wrong, whatever. Uh, but it's a really helpful website and it makes charts and graphs, which make the nerd me very happy. So, but they've got to be organized. So that's an agreement we make with them. Seizuretracker.com. Okay. Seizuretracker.com. So Let's say we failed this med. It's not working for whatever reason. It's a bad match. So we're going to add in another medication. We're going to wait until that medication's actually had a chance to work before we start taking the last one away. Okay. So if we're going to add, say, phenobarbital. Mm-hmm. I love phenobarbital. Maybe that makes me an old lady, but I love phenobarbital. It works really, really well. And if we set up a pe- set up the people to know what side effects are dangerous and what aren't, you know, and how we do blood work and stuff, like it's a really effective medication. So we start phenobarbital. We know that phenobarbital actually takes about two weeks to work. So don't like... Start phenobarbital on Monday and stop Kepper on Tuesday. That is just a bad plan. Yep, gotcha, <laughs> so, okay. so start to just slowly, slowly wean things away. And and some dogs honestly need two medications. So, you know, sometimes we actually have to be on two. Okay. Um, yeah. In fact, 75% of epileptics will be controlled on one or two medications. Now, when we get to those dogs in that other 25% that need the third, that's when you need somebody like me. So. Yeah. I, um, I don't know why, but I have this... Uh, instinctual reaction of like, if I've got this dog on Keppra, especially on a higher dose of Keppra, uh, you know, I'm very comfortable with phenobar. I'm using many, 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 many times for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But the idea of starting the dog on a full dose of phenobarb on top of Keppra makes me nervous. Is there any sort of a, a ramp up dose at all with this? Do you no. Nope. You just go for it. I mean, I, I would start a two, two to three mix per kg. You know, if we're talking about a golden retriever, realistically, it's probably a 20 to 30 kg dog and one pill is about 60 milligrams. So that's probably what we're about going to do. Um, so I, I, I don't have a lot of concern with Keppra and phenobarbital. Now, if we have something like potassium bromine and phenobarbital that have similar side effects that can mm-hmm. be additive, you know, they make dogs sleepy and hungry and thirsty, like those meds together, I do use a little caution. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay, cool. What, um, what kind of monitoring should I be doing here? So it depends on the medication. I tell owners that if our dog is on a chronic medication for anything, blood work once a year is just a good idea. Um, a lot of these newer anticonvulsants that people are really into the kids these days, they love the, the Zonisamide and the Keppra, uh, (laughs) you know, we liked it. We, we know some stuff about them, but we're still learning. I mean, I I've learned about new side effects about Zonisamide in the last year or two. So, and we're catching those things because we're doing this chronic blood work. They seem very safe, but at the same time, we need to be careful. Phenobarbital and bromide, we know pretty pretty on point what we need to do. And, and I like those medications because we know everything about those meds we're ever going to know. So I feel very comfortable there. Okay. For, for phenobarbital, blood levels twice a year um, of phenobarbital. And then a liver panel at, at once a year. So once a year, I kind of do the big stuff. And that liver panel includes bile acids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
on the off six months, then we just do a phenobarb level. And that's just so we can track where things are. Now, some neurologists are a lot pickier than me and God bless them for it. And they want levels every time we've changed the dose two weeks after. And they're very organized souls and they have reasons for that. And those reasons aren't wrong. I just find we get a lot of owner fatigue. So for yeah. me, I try to be a little bit more practical. You know, if we're not having problems and things are going well, I try to, I try to let them off, off the hook a little bit. So okay. cool. That makes sense. Where, um, where, how am I going to get in trouble here? Is there anything else I need to look out for? Are there mistakes that are commonly made? Um, I think what I usually see is, is owners or veterinarians panic and throw too much stuff at it at once. Okay. Uh, and so we got a dog who's on six drugs and we've never tried a full dose of any of them and we don't know what to do. Uh, I think the other thing that, you know, well, and this, this is by the time they get to somebody like me, uh, a lot of these dogs do well. A lot of these dogs live full, normal lives and are very, very happy. But if we get into that category where things aren't working, then we need yeah. to kind of circle back and like, A, see if there's anything else going on. So we really need to do the MRI at that point. And mm. we don't need to do the MRI until we've failed a medication or we've had a really bad cluster procedure or something like that. Not every dog needs an MRI, but the dogs right. that do, they, they really do need it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then it's about helping owners deal with what can be a, a, a serious and very emotionally upsetting disease. Yeah. It's, it's probably some of the harder owner conversations I have because they have this young, healthy dog 90% of the time. And then there's this terrible day or couple of days where they live in fear and, you know, a lot of owners just can't handle it. So, yeah. you know, I, I talk about emotional and financial exhaustion as a reason that we lose these dogs. And I, I'm very, very upfront with my owners. Like if you cannot handle this, it does not mean you're a bad person. It does not mean you do not love your dog. It is a hard thing to handle. So. Yeah. Cool. Carrie, thank you so much. This is so, so, so helpful. My Any pleasure. last pearls, bits of wisdom that, uh, that you would like to share with us or that you think I should know? I, I would just say, you know, be, be, uh, be thoughtful about medication choices. Think about what side effects people can handle and what they can't and be organized. As cool. organized as you could possibly be. <laughs> Sounds good. Where uh, where can people find you if they have questions or they want to learn more? Um, they could find me on my website, journeyvetneuro.com, or we've also got a Facebook page, www.facebook.com backslash journeyvetneuro. We have neuro awesome. rounds every Wednesday. Come on by. So. Really? That's wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. So, Wonderful. Yeah. I'll put links down in the, in the description and people can get on the page and uh, check the rounds out. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, I really appreciate my it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Take care. Have a wonderful Thanks. day. You too. Okay, bye. Well, that's it, guys. That's what me and Carrie got for you today. Isn't she wonderful? She is so great on a podcast. She's so great in person, but she is so great on a podcast. I just get, it's like drinking from the fire hose. Pow! She tells me what I need to know. She gives me some pearls. She gives me some tips. She gives me some things I can use. And then she's out. And it's just like, God, that was a great 20 minutes. So anyway, uh, I love me some Carrie Journey. Uh, I hope that she will be back on the show again. I'll have her as much as she wants to be here. She's just great. And uh, guys... If you love you some Carrie Journey, please, 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 please consider writing us an honest review on iTunes. That is how other people find the episodes and the show. And when uh, people start looking for vet podcasts, it's how they find it. If you've got other people who you think would like to hear this episode, please forward it to them. Just trying to get the word out. You know, we want to we want to help as many people as we can. I need your help to do it. I can't I can't let people know I'm here without you. So with that, guys, let's be the people that our patients deserve. See you later.